is the year 2005. The treacherous Decepticons have conquered the Autobots' home planet of Cybertron. But from secret staging grounds on two of Cybertron's moons, the valiant Autobots prepare to retake their homeland. One shall stand, one shall fall. You've got the touch. Banger season continues to stand. Season 10, nothing but bangers. Off our most wanted list. We'll say we go animated for the first time. Yes, first time ever. Well, we're not animated. No. But we're covering an animated movie. We can be animated about certain things, and there's been enough movies on the history of the show that we'll be animated about possibly this one. The we is myself, Kevin, and my co-host, Jim. Hey, now. This is the Pool Scene Podcast. Together, me and Jim transform into a swimming pool. Hell yeah. We're going to find out what happens when you take a beloved toy and television franchise, you add iconic actors to voice roles, and you release a feature-length animated film because we are discussing 1986's The Transformers The Movie. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue so easily. Here's the thing that's fascinating. Like, real quickly, just rewatching it for the first time in oh, fucking decades last night. I would love to know, and we might just learn the process of who can we get to be in this show? Robert Stack? Let's get Robert Stack. Yeah. Oh, really? Judd Nelson, Brad Packer, throw him in there. Yeah. Like something. Leonard Nimoy? Yeah. Like, what the hell is happening? Ins absolutely insane. It was directed by Nelson Shin, who was known for producing the Transformers television series. This movie is streaming for free on YouTube, not like officially, just some dude uploaded it and they haven't removed it. So if you want a refresher, I think it's a, an hour and 20 minutes, but I will say uh -oh. you will be deceived because the hour 20 minutes feels almost like a four hour runtime. It is. You're going to do a lot of clock watching. And if you partake, it may also be helpful or improve the experience to just do some drugs prior to viewing. Or just get just fucking just I, annihilated I was drunk. Five minutes in this movie, I was like, man, this movie would be better with some drugs. <laughs> like, because it's just, it's not, it's insane. It's robots in space and like. In junk piles. They, oh, they have their own planets. Like, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. Last week, we covered a 1987 movie believed to take place in 1991. This week, a 1986 film that takes place in 2005. 2005 is 20 years after the setting of the TV show's second season, and there's a reason for that. This movie is a Hasbro vehicle. Hasbro, as in the toy maker of Transformers. We're going to spoil it right here. Oh no. Hasbro's agenda was, quote, a product refresh, aka a genocide of all of your favorite Transformers, paving the way for the introduction of all your soon-to-be new favorite Transformers. And it's not a subtle genocide. It's, here's Act 3. Yeah. Kill off Optimus. Act 5. Oh, Megatron? No, you're Galvatron, and here's five new other guys. Like, what the fuck is happening? Which... Your new favorites, coincidentally, were coming soon to toy shelves near you. Hasbro also had strict demands that this was for boys only. Get that girl shit 
out of here. Spike don't play with girls. No, they have no matrix. Absolutely no females were to appear. Writer Ron Friedman fought for them. But? Because his daughter was a huge Transformers fan. So good for feminist Rob Friedman. Yeah. Rob Friedman fought hard enough to get RC into the movie as a female Autobot. But notice, Hasbro didn't make a toy for her. No, it they did not. 28 years for RC to get a toy with this design. How bullshit is that? Spike don't care. Spike <laughs> don't play with girls. By setting the movie in the future, the show could still operate the television show with the existing Transformers before their deaths. Right. So the TV show, even though they killed them all, oh, that takes place in 20 years. Yeah, you're fine. For now, you just watch the television show knowing what their fate is. Try to explain it to a six-year-old kid exactly. who saw their hero die. Yes. There were no deaths on the TV show, which was written in a way for young children to assign familiar familial roles to the characters such as Optimus Prime was daddy like truly that's what yeah he was the dad Hasbro told the writers that the deaths were set in stone the only wiggle room in the script was for everything in between the deaths i.e. the junk planet yeah the writers said that Hasbro underestimated the audience's connection to the characters they thought it was just a cartoon and saw it as removing an old toy line and installing new product. How fucking stupid can They you be? did not fathom at all that any child could have a connection to a character they saw on television. Probably it's the 50 to 60 year olds that are making this toy yeah. that have no connection whatsoever. They see dollar signs. Right. Kids were having breakdowns in the theater and at home locking themselves in their room like traumatic events I can over understand the deaths that. of their favorite characters. Yeah. And thankfully there was some revision because originally one scene was storyboarded where Ultra Magnus was drawn and quartered. Oh, well, like, he was kind of blown apart, though. But drawn and quartered? It's, that's like going too far. It's like, hey, we're going to uh, bash Bumblebee's head in with a hammer and he's going to have fucking <laughs> brains and stuff coming out. In 2010, Transformers fans got a hold of an early leaked script which showed that it was much more violent than what made the final cut. I'm going to spoil a second movie for you. The same production company was also producing the end animated G.I. Joe movie at the same time. Thanks to Hasbro, the order was given. It's like Star Wars Order 66. Yeah. That the main character of both Transformers and G.I. Joe would be killed. Optimus Prime and Duke. Transformers was released first. And since there was so much controversy with Optimus Prime dying, the call was made for Duke not to die, but just end up in a coma. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Well, it's a goddamn animated yes! show. What are More we doing? G.I. Joe had fucking PSAs. Every damn show that they made into funny little commentaries. Dude, somebody was straight up evil at Hasbro. They were like, kill them all. Kill those fuckers. New toys. Fuck Nuke Duke. Nuke Duke. Duke Nukem. Had the movies been swapped, maybe Optimus Prime survives and maybe Duke would have died. They would have probably fucking Gary Ridgway would have stabbed him in the head with a screwdriver. <laughs> Drop him in a green river. That's what happened to Duke. He yeah. was killed by a notorious. There was no uproar when the G.I. Joe movies that came out 10 years ago when Duke got killed off. No uproar there. No. Come on. Uh, Jim, before we get into budget and box office, in the theatrical release, the character Spike says oh shit 
what are we going to do now? Thus, the expletive automatically gave the movie a PG rating instead of a G rating. PG movies are shown on more screens than G rated movies. So they did it on purpose. Smart. Very smart. Then they took the expletive out of the home release. Horrible. So, I mean, I got the 25th anniversary edition DVD. It's in it, which yeah. is great. I wish they would have. I mean, PG 13 could have been said, oh, fuck. <laughs> could you imagine? As Optimus Prime is dying, he's taking the all spark out the hand <laughs> ultra magnus he's like i'm fucking dying <laughs> you're our fucking leader now yeah oh no he's fucking dead <laughs> one shall stand and one shall fall fuck <laughs> unicron you will fucking die <laughs> he's like i'm hot fucking rod rodimus fucking prime <laughs> Oh, I do the box office now? Yeah. Yeah, I do the news. The fucking box office. All right, here's the, the fucking, fucking box office. Transform the Transformers the movie came out the 8th of August 1986 to a $5 million budget, like you said, Kevin. They added shit to try to add more theater showings at a PG rating. Guess what? It made between two and a half million and five point eight million dollars. Which okay. didn't do shit. Ultra successful television series, Excellent. ultra successful toy line. Overseas was already a yeah. thing there were yeah. comic books i'm surprised kind of yeah, i mean i would have thought that expletive trick may have worked you think it would have worked but after we sat through that movie i can see why a lot of people probably saw it don't don't probably watch the it. orson wells wine commercials people <laughs> saw those and were like i can't let my kids see that those are some of the best commercials he is and there's no this is the absolute bog standard truth he was drunk doing those paul oh, yeah. song commercials ah the french champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle, and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So Paul Masson. Fuck it. We're so we're gonna spoil other movies. Yes. Orson Welles, Citizen Kane, Rosebud's a sled. Oh, you just ruined it for everybody. I'm gonna ruin another movie later, too. I'm gonna ruin Forrest Gump later. Mama does care about his education. He learned to read, Kevin, reading the television guide. And for this month, August the 2nd through the 8th, the week of 60 Cents TV Guide, the cover art is how to outfox TV's new breed of macho man with our friend Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepard for moonlighting and Bruno. Sam and Diane. At Sam Cheers. and Diane? Sam and Diane. Not Sam and Diane, Sam and Diane. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, you went home with her? Who? <laughs> Sam and Diane? That's a great nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Sam and Diane. It's like Sam Wheat. Yeah. <laughs> Sam and Diane. Uh, then Unfortunate the nickname. Yeah. <laughs> Help for the women in the battle of the sexes. That was that week's edition of the television guide. Also, Kevin blockbuster video releases WrestleMania two on Coliseum home video. And here is the ad. The biggest closed circuit giant screen television wrestling event of all time from three different stadiums across America. Three incredible main events. World champion Hulk Hogan against King Kong Bundy in a steel cage. Roddy Piper in boxing gloves against Mr. T. Plus the wildest battle royal of all time. Starring the refrigerator, William Perry, Big John Studd, and 20 other wrestling superstars. WrestleMania 2, Monday, April 7th, Montreal Forum. Tickets now on sale at the Forum and all Ticketron outlets. 
Get your Wrestle. I'll do it as Optimus Prime. Get your WrestleMania 2 video cassette for only $39.95. Yes, for the price of a 1986 car payment. 1986 car payment, 40 bucks. Very nice. Wow. You can get a whole two hours of wrestling action on video to watch over and over again. In fact, this is the longest WrestleMania up to this point, and perhaps forevermore. <laughs> no. I fucking wish it was two hours. <laughs> now it's 22 hours. And two days. Yeah. Assuming they don't start making WrestleManias longer than your standard 80s feature film. Uh, and they, you get to see Andre the Giant in yellow tights. If they put WrestleMania on VHS now, it would be eight tapes. That would be horrible. So we have a, an Optimus Prime helmet in here, which has the Optimus Prime voice. We're going to have to try that out later. Yeah, we're going to have to try that we're gonna out. We're going to have to read the uh, final app information in the Optimus Prime. Oh, voice. that's a good idea. The top selling video game is Super Mario Brothers for the Nintendo Entertainment System. The toy to rule them all was the USS flag for G.I. Joe, the oh, toy nice. that would take up an entire room. Yeah, hope you're rich. Hope you're rich. And if you still have that with all the accessories, sell it a mediamente. I got it! Wow! Here it is, the USS flag aircraft carrier. Imagine being on the deck of this aircraft carrier. The USS flag is USS Flag Aircraft Carrier comes with what you see here. Other figures and equipment sold separately. Kevin, in the news, remember the whole going postal yeah. thing? The origins happened right here. Postal worker Patrick Sherrill shot 14 fellow workers dead in Edmond, Oklahoma. So it happened on that date in 1986. President Reagan agrees to build a replacement for Space Shuttle Challenger. We've brought this up quite a bit in 1986. I mean, it's a big event in the history of the United States. It's revealed that future famous artist Andrew Wythe of Chadsford, Pennsylvania had secretly created 240 drawings and paintings of his neighbor, Elga Testorf. Whoa. Without her knowing, drew 240 individual paintings. These things sold for like for so much money. Celebrities got a hold of him. They have like Did pristine works of art. No. For likeness or anything? No, no, nothing like that. That's that seems that sounds like the creepy plot, shit. Creepy shit, but that sounds like the plot to a romantic comedy. Yeah. Or so like uh, a girl finds out her neighbor has been <laughs> 240. <laughs> oh my god. 240. 40 like this guy he probably sold shit to Lars Ulrich we have no idea he, <laughs> he took, probably did he drew pictures of Lars Ulrich naked on to sports a man who did buy some of those paintings good evening everybody I'm George Michael welcome to the sports machine Jim Kelly signs with the Buffalo Bills and at this time Kevin huge contract five years 75 million dollars oh wow 1986 that big, that's a big contract fantastically big. How many Super Bowls did I get him? <laughs> Zero. Got him to four straight AFC champions, though. I gotta say that. At least it's something. After coming out of the USFL, speaking of, after winning only token damages and antitrust lawsuits against the NFL, the USFL owners, USFL is back, of course, vote to suspend operations for the 1986 season, and the season and the league folded up 
before the start of the fourth season. And you can thank fucking Trump for that one because he's the one that brought down the USFL. We learned that on a 30 for 30 special on ESPN. Mm-hmm. All right, Kevin, your number one movie in America. It's a sequel, 1986, Sigourney Weaver, Aliens. Hell yeah. Great that, movie. A sequel that may be better than the original. I would agree. I think they probably should have just did Alien and Aliens. You didn't need three. You didn't need Resurrection and all this Prometheus shit. But still, great series, Sigourney Weaver. Super, super badass. Now, Kevin, going to do something a little bit different here for the number one song of the week. We're going to do the countdown, the Billboard Top 10 for the week of August the 8th, 1986. Coming in at number 10, Rumors by Timex Social Club, Bananarama Venus, Higher Love by Steve Winwood, Kenny Loggins, Danger Zone. Wow. Love Touch, the theme from Legal Eagles by Rod Stewart. What? Yep. Jermaine Stewart. We don't have to take our clothes off to have a good time. Peter Gabriel. Sledgehammer, great song. Belinda Carlisle, formerly of the Go-Go's, Mad About You, up from number three from last week at number six, up from number four to number two this week, Papa Don't Preach by Madonna, and number one, the man who is on the Lifeguard Hall of Fame wall, Mr. Peter Cetera, a.k.a. Ellen DeGeneres, with Glory of Love theme from Karate Kid Part 2. Absolutely loaded list. Crazy. Yeah. Those 10 songs were together. But looking at the wall, I'm thinking, to myself wasn't rick so we have a lifeguard hall of fame yes. in the studio it's not rick dukeman nope not trebek nope like marky mark too too soon peter satara still went past him and i was like <laughs> she's like the wind out already but so but right past ellen plus i kind of did this wrong because the people we have up there in black and white have passed Marky Mark's the only one that's in color. Peter Cetera is still with us, yeah. but I do have it labeled as Ellen DeGeneres. Hopefully it comes back to YSU at some point. If McMenemies was still around, yeah. he'd be there. Same with Eddie Money if he was still alive. I am the man who will fight with a boner. <laughs> Call me your hero and I'll fight with a boner. I don't care what anybody says. Peter Cetera, the dude has a fucking voice. The yeah. dude can belt. He still can belt. I don't care if he's 188 years old. Dude can still belt. But you know what else can belt? Optimus Prime unless he takes eight shots from Megatron. And that's all that was going on in the news. 8886. Peter Cetera spent all that time hanging out with As Yet on the beach. <laughs> Why wasn't Peter Cetera a voice on one of these Transformers? You're telling me he couldn't be cop? That would have been amazing. Who the fuck was Cup? Cup. (laughs) What do you transform into? Cup. Let's transform into the plot. I want you to make a special run to Autobot City on Earth. But listen, Ironhide, we don't have enough energon cubes to power a full-scale assault. Ready the shuttle for launch. Now, all we need is a little energon and a lot of luck. More than you imagine, Optimus Prime. Okay, bear with me. It's 2005. So to set the scene, we have Black Eyed Peas, My Humps, Feel Good Ink by The Gorillas, Photograph by Nickelback. Christ. Everyone was quoting Wedding Crashers. I'm pretty sure that Soundwave says, Ma, the meatloaf. Fuck. PG-13. Yes. The Decepticons have taken over Transformers' home planet of Cybertron. Decepticons bad, Autobots good. The Autobots have made one of Cybertron's two moons their base. 
the Decepticons have been pulling some mafioso or FBI shit and wiretapping the Autobots so they know their every move. Bastard crooked city they got on that planet. So when Optimus Prime sends a crew to Earth for supplies... Yeah, but does anybody get beat with a, a, brick? With a brick and put into a coma? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's Duke. Yeah. So when Optimus Prime sends a crew to Earth for supplies, there's a city on Earth that they have. Megatron and the Decepticons kill a bunch of Autobots and steal their ship. On Earth, Autobot, 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 Autobot. Dude, that guy has an Autobot, let me tell you. On Earth, Autobot Hot Rod is hanging out with human Daniel Witwicky. Kind of weird relationship. Fisher jumping today, huh, Dano? guess so. Hey, what's the matter? Uh, I don't know, Hot Rod. Come on, you can tell me. Guess I just miss my dad. Don't worry, Spike will be back soon. Oh, hey, I caught something. Look at the size of it. Yep, it's a whopper, all right. They see a shuttle arriving, which they think is their friends, but actually, it's the hijacked shuttle. A battle ensues, which Decepticons get the best of, and they raid the city. Optimus Prime shows up, kills a bunch of Decepticons before defeating Megatron. Hot Rod tries to interfere to stop Megatron from firing a gun that's just out of Optimus Prime's sight. Megatron overpowers Hot Rod, fatally shoots Optimus Prime. Optimus's last ditch effort is to kick Megatron off a cliff, who it looks like he dies as well, but yeah. we'll get to that in a second. On his deathbed, Optimus passes an important transporter item, the matrix of leadership to Ultra Magnus Robert Stack. Ultra Magnus, it, it is to you, old friend. I shall pass the matrix of leadership as it was passed to me. But Prime, I'm I'm just a soldier. I, I'm not worthy. <sighs> Nor was I. But one day, an Autobot shall rise from our ranks and use the power of the Matrix to light our darkest hour. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> I can't wrap my head around it. It's Robert fucking Stack. Update. Update. <laughs> Literally and figuratively making Ultra Magnus the leader. However, before he hands it to him, Optimus drops it. Jesus. And Hot Rod <laughs> catches it. Oops. <laughs> then Optimus dies. <laughs> They're okay. These guys, we uh, granted, we never really watched it, but people grew up watching these guys and they're just enthralled by them. They're role models. They fumble so much shit. It's like the Keystone Cops yeah, in this. Yeah. A sentient planet transformer named Unicron. This is my command. You are to destroy the Autobot Matrix of Leadership. It is the one thing, the only thing can stand in my way. You have nothing to fear. I have already crushed Optimus Prime with my bare hands. You exaggerate. The point is he's dead and the Matrix died with him. No, the point is you are a fool. The Matrix has been passed to their new leader, Ultra Magnus locates the wounded Decepticons and gives them super cute makeovers. <laughs> 
Megatron is now a fierce bad bitch named Galvatron. Galvatron slash Megatron still thinks he can play the middle and he basically thinks like, all right, I can do what Unicron wants, but eventually I'm going to stab him in the back. I'm going to be like, take over. I'm going to rule this shit. I'm going to rule this runway. But basically Unicron has total mind control over Megatron, over Galvatron. Every time Galvatron tries to like, what would we say, deceive him or go against him, he just completely takes over his body. Rita Miller. (laughs) Unicron, in the midst of destroying more planets, that's his thing, causes the remaining Autobots to get separated onto different planets. The Autobots manage to reunite, but Ultra Magnus is destroyed by Megatron. He gets blown the fuck up. He was unable to pass the Matrix of Leadership, and now Galvatron has it and plans to use it against Unicron. But Galvatron cannot use its power, and it just pisses Unicron off, who turns from, like, his normal planet sphere into, like, a gigantic robot samurai kind of dude who wants to destroy Cybertron. The Autobots manage to defeat him because at their darkest hour, Hot Rod with the power of the Matrix of the Leadership becomes Rodimus Prime, the new leader of the Autobots. Yeah! And for good measure, he throws Galvatron into space. Characters, Optimus Prime, Peter Cullen. I think he also did Ironhide's voice. Hot Rod slash Rodimus Prime, Judd Nelson. Why not? Ultra Magnus, Robert Stack. Yup. A bunch of voices, like a bunch of people did a bunch of voices. RC, Susan Blue. Wheelie was done by Frank Welker. Uh, John Machida, the Micro Machines yeah, guy. Yeah, he did Blur. Uh, let's see who else we want to. Uh, Jazz. Scatman Crothers, his last film credit. Scatman. Cliffjumper, Casey Kasem, <laughs> which they did as like a, a tongue-in-cheek nod to the countdown because they asked him to do a countdown. Yeah. I think they literally wrote this character into the movie to have him do a countdown. He's popular at the time. So man. they could get Casey Kasem. Welcome to Casey's Top 40. I'm Casey Kasem, and I'm all set to count down the 40 most popular songs in the USA. Galvatron, Leonard Nimoy. Spock. Yes. Well, let's skip over a bunch of them and just go Unicron, Orson Welles, <laughs> his final film credit. What a final film credit. Most of his recorded dialogue was literally unusable. So they had to like heavily synthesize, create this. They had to like Guys, do. We have to soak this fucking guy up. We, they had to do like uh, audio surgery. You know what's amazing? This was Orson Welles' last film role. Raul Julia's last film role was M. Adam, Bison. Oh, it was. And Street you Fighter. always hear stuff about how yeah. over the top professional he was, yep. knowing that he was dying. There were certain scenes in which he was sick, but didn't want to let on he was sick for M. Bison. Raul Julia, amazing. Yeah. But let me tell you the inverse, Orson Welles. Yeah. When interviewed about his role, he couldn't remember the name of his character. (laughs) So he said he was a big toy who attacks a bunch of smaller toys. Well, that's the truth. Rekgar, Eric Idol. That's probably enough. So the characters killed in this movie are, spoiler again, Optimus Prime, Ironhide, Ratchet, Prowl, Brawn, Wheeljack, Windcharger, Megatron, Starscream, Skywarp, Thundercracker, Shrapnel, Kickback, and Bombshell. Yep, goodbye G1. Which actor or actress gives a passable performance, I guess from voice acting? Yeah. Uh, does any non-lead character steal scenes? Hey, Kevin, I'm hit you with a big curveball here. This is something we've never done before. Something I've never done before. My pick is Stan Bush for the soundtrack. You got the
It is. Holy shit. That's the right answer. I'm Whatever my answer was going to be, it just changed it to you. Now, here's the thing. Dare is probably my pick. Out of, I like Dare more than the touch. You hear Dare three times in this movie. You hear the touch twice. Weird Al's in this. Heard him once. I think you should have heard it more. Spectre General, not Spectre General. This soundtrack alone is great, but Stan Bush, the way the director, I mean, right off the bat, you have Hot Rod and Cup racing through the mountains down to Cybertron City to Dare. Take me down to the Cybertron City. <laughs> But Stan Bush, I mean, look at the movies he's done. He did yeah. this, Bloodsport, Jesus, man. This is the best. Yeah, I loved him in Jesus, man. <laughs> Could you imagine if they didn't use Stan Bush in this no. and used, I don't know, fucking Bob Dylan? No, that's let's get the best scenes because my, yeah. my first thing is I will say all the music in the movie. Every scene is pretty much accompanied by rock tunes. Like yeah. a good one is when the weird relationship Daniel's fishing with Hot Rod, which is weird. He gets notification that's a shuttle with his dad's landing. He jumps on a hoverboard and hauls ass big time to some rock and roll tunes. Then Hot Rod transforms into the car and inserts Daniel in him. But, now, but here's the thing. Did you find Daniel extraordinarily annoying? Yes. And you know why? You know who the kid who does his voice is fucking Mike cock from fucking oh, over the then, top. Yeah. That's why we can't that stand him because he's annoying. Mr. David Mendenhall. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes total sense. Yeah. All you wanted to do was embarrass me. Well, you did it, okay? Grandfather always said you were a loser. Now you're trying to make me one and I hate you for it. Mike, I don't care what your grandfather thinks about me, okay? All I care about is you. Yeah, it's like, all right, we're going to take something that kids really like, Transformers that they watch weekly, they have the toys and stuff, and then we're going to just put a bunch of kick-ass tunes in it. It's amazing. It's great. It, and like, for me, movie was kind of a hard watch. Oh, that saves it. It does. Because there's music throughout, like the, even when like Optimus Prime and Megatron are having their big face off, they're still pumping out the jams. But see, here's the thing. We've learned this. Music saves a lot of movies. If it wasn't for the music and grind. Yeah. I, fuck. We probably would have turned it off in that half an episode. I'm going to watch it again one day. I don't know if I can do this again. I'm going to watch it again, and I'm going to see if maybe it just we're, it was a long day or something, <laughs> because I, there's no way I liked that movie that much growing up. I liked up. it so much growing up. And then I watched an it a year or two ago, whatever that was, and then it was just so bad. I mean, we're still like heavy into the pandemic. Maybe we're just fatigued. That's maybe, yeah. Pandemic fatigue. So my first one is Prime versus Megatron, The Battle. Prime. One shall stand one shall fall why throw away your life so recklessly that's a question you should ask yourself megatron no i'll crush you with my bare hands i've got to help prime stay away lad that's prime's fight and Hot Rod contributing to the death of Optimus Prime. Yeah. Now, like I said, you're growing up utilizing and looking at Optimus Prime as the father figure. Like, he's untouchable. He's helping all of us. Megatron kills him with, like, four laser yeah. blasts, and he's dead. Yeah. Fucking Hot Rod. I don't know how many times his crisis of self-confidence just usurps everything. No, you don't, Megatron! Fall. Fall. 
waited an eternity for this. It's over, Prime. At least he's vindicated in the end when he becomes Rodimus Prime. And it just, he needed to find self-confidence. But that battle, and once again, it's attributed to the soundtrack. Holy shit. Good versus evil. A guy who turns into a truck versus a guy who turns into a German Luger, which is yeah. the dumbest. I don't care what anybody says. I get it. Megatron, you couldn't have thought of a better conversion into something else other than a German Luger. Mm -mm. But I love that battle. It's a great so scene. This is in the midst of what's literally like a 15 or 20 minute fight scene. So the, the scene I'm going to mention is we get the money shot, which is Optimus Prime transforming the stand bushes you've got to touch. And he just like soars over and it's like, boom, 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 boom. He's just capping all yeah. these Decepticons. It's like that shit made Optimus look so oh, like cool and yeah. heroic and awesome. He had the touch. Which then unfortunately leads to the fight with Megatron that you just mentioned. He gets the wounds, I guess. Can we call them wounds? I guess. They caused Optimus to die. And then on his deathbed, he gives the leadership role to Ultra Magnus, which is kind of like a funny reference device to be like i literally have to give you a physical representation of leadership it's like a participation like a, ribbon a spirit stick yeah. like uh i have to pat like it should have been a baton i, I literally have it to should have been a snap bracelet yeah i have to, <laughs> yeah, I have to put the slap bracelet on you Ultra and let's Magnus. be honest i think ultra magnus is better than optimus prime i just think uh, in design yeah. in everything well we're gonna talk about that shortly yeah we will so my next one megatron becoming galvatron in the debut of the g2 line of toys behold Galvatron, and these shall be your minions. Scourge, the tracker, and his huntsman, the sweeps. Cyclonus, the warrior, and his armada. And this shall be your ship. open Ultra Magnus and every other Autobot until the Matrix has been destroyed. They don't fucking make no. any bones about it. Megatron makes his deal with the devil in Unicron and he's like, you are now Galvatron and then here are your five minions, yada, 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 and yada. I don't remember yeah. their fucking names, but it's literally a 15 second commercial for here are your new toys. It's like, boy, they don't fucking beat around the bush with this. It's like, parents, you're sitting in there with your five or six kids and you're dreading this. That's probably why they only made between 2.6 and 5.8 because a lot of parents are like we're not fucking letting him see any of this because I don't want to be out $50 at the time. I, now it'd be $3,000. I would love to have seen Orson Welles record Ugh. the audio for that scene. I would love to see him sitting in studio drunk. Seriously, everyone go watch the wine commercials on uh, Paul Maison. Yeah. Paul Maison on uh, YouTube. So, so I have the very weird dance scene to weird Al's dare to be stupid. What was that universal greeting again? Never mind. I remember. Ba weep grana weep ninny bong. 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 Ba weep grana weep ninny b
Grimlock not kisser, me Grimlock king. They're on one of the planets and the- Probably the, junk, was it junk planet? I think, and that like one probably racist transformer, he makes a peace offering and then they, they're literally playing Weird Al's Dare to be Stupid and then they dance together. It's sort of like when people are mad at Star Wars for the Ewoks. Yeah. And they are on the Ewok planet and stuff. That's kind of what this is. They're on the junk planet and they're dancing. They're literally dancing. It's super weird. So I need to say it as my last one. Spike saying shit after the yeah. amazingly named Moonbase 2 detonation didn't work. All right, All right, we have done it. Way to go. <laughs> Look, it isn't even dented. Oh shit, what are we going to do now? As a kid, like I said, I wasn't in Transformers, but I saw this as a kid. It's an animated show with adult language. Saying shit basically started earthquakes for kids. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. It like opened up your eyes like, what's possible next? Can I, can I see fucking Duke fuck Baroness? I don't know what's <laughs> next. It was just so ground shaking. Yeah. And I remember like there was news coverage yeah. that... Oh my God, they said uh, they said the S word. Yeah. Oh my God, so good. I have Rodimus Prime getting the Matrix and fulfilling his destiny, that killing slow-mo shot. both Galvatron and Unicron. You got the touch. You got the power. Arise, Rodimus Prime. Optimus. is the end of the road galvatron we'll talk about it a little bit but like he, he basically is just like i'm fucking badass now yeah and you slow-mo yeah. like him raising the all yeah. spark yeah exactly and you gotta you're gonna have to deal with it and he just kicks a bunch of ass and saves the day and then unfortunately i don't think rodimus <laughs> prime paid off in the way that they i hope. think he should look to galvatron he's like hey how's the relationship with your dad my dad burnt me with lit cigarettes yeah <laughs> Well, <laughs> he's John Bender. We have an Optimus Prime helmet in here. Not a Rodimus Prime one. No. And there's a reason for that. So surprisingly, I didn't think you would think this movie had a pool in it, but it does. When they're on the one planet and there's the shark things. That's right. It's and like there's basically it's a pool. It's a prison pool. It's a prison pool that they're going to kill them with. Has the Imperial Magistrate reached a verdict? I have guilty or innocent. Spare me this mockery of justice. I repeat, guilty or innocent. Innocent. Not the end I'd wish for, man. Kevin, give me the signal. All right. Everyone out of the pool. Get out of the pool, Transformers. All right. Funny. Top five coolest Transformers. I would say our options are based heavily on the toys. Yeah. But it could be based on the movie, the Michael Bay live action movies. Hell, it can be based on school folders from when we were in elementary school because I did have a Rodimus Prime hot rod mead folder. So you fucking loved Rodimus I Prime. I fucking jacked off to No. Or I, was uh, it like your mom picked it no, up for I five think cents? So. I think it yeah. probably was like five cents and it's just like, I'll put some stuff in this, whatever. My, my rudimentary 
elementary math. So I can tell you the worst Transformer. It's Blur. He sucks a big oh, one. It's horrible. He just his horrible. dialogue. I, I hate now, it. I get it. They constructed that Transformer. Now, maybe I'm wrong because I'm totally ignorant when it comes to Transformers. It was Blur in the the run of the actual. I don't know. Because I'm like, they just got John Machida because he's the Micro Machines guy. And he Pro- can speak probably. Fast. They got everyone else. Yeah. So they were just like, what's the Micro Machines guy doing? Let's get him. What's the fucking Dukes of Hazard guys up to? Can we get them yeah. in there? No, unfortunately, no. So Tom Wopat. <laughs> John Schneider. Yeah. Boss Hogg. I can see him as a Transformer. Probably. So do you want to go first? I'll Ken? go first. Why not? Number five, I have Blitzwing. Okay. He was a triple changer. One of the few, he could transform into both a fighter jet and an armored tank. He was a Decepticon, but he rejected his own party. Uh, party, race, nationality, what would you what would you call it? I guess. Creed. Is, I would say it's his party. His party. His party so. affiliation. Yeah. He didn't become an Autobot. No. Because it might have been by birth. Yeah. He ended up beefing with uh, Megatron. Yeah, so. he became a Republican. So my first one is Prowl. Okay. Do I know much of a background on this? No, I literally looked up Google images of these things. I'm now, like, this did looks you pretty have cool. any of the G1 Transformers? See, here's the thing that's weird. Of all the things I collected as a kid, I did not have one Transformer because they were so expensive at the time. You look back on it now, you're like, fucking not expensive. I had GoBots. Yeah, and you've talked about yeah, that. Yeah, Chop Dave. Yeah, so the funny thing about the Transformers is like, I, and it's probably because of my brother, I had G1 Transformers. Like, I remember yeah. having like Ultra Magnus and we had an Optimus Prime Prime, and I remember having Grimlock, which may have been later. Yeah. But like I had some of those that I can distinctly remember and like doing some of this research, I can distinctly remember. But yeah, it's, it's weird because I, I wasn't super into Transformers. I think, like you said, it predated me a little which bit. Which is crazy that I'm not. And then in the ni- early 90s, I get into Power Rangers, yeah. which is weird. All right. My number four, I did not have penis, all caps, exclamation point, penis, transforms from soft to hard. Wait, what? Penis. <laughs> Transformer named Penis. Was this after the credits? Uh, <laughs> honestly, there are so many comics and cartoons and the Japanese versions and everything. You, you Wait, probably, is this real? No. Oh, I was like, you what could, the fuck? I heard Japanese. I was going to say, you could probably honestly convince me that there's an, yeah. auto, an Autobot named Penis. You just fucking convinced and, me. And I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Penis. But I will pick another weird one. Uh, not Penis. I'll pick Primus instead. Close enough. Literally, the capital G God of the Transformers. Like, he created the Transformers. He's infinite. Heavy fucking concept for kids. Jesus. Did kids go to, like, did kids go to CCD in Sunday school and ask, like, about Primus and then get hit with a ruler for their curiosity? Kids drawing Primus in his Bible. Did Primus come before Jesus? Or, like... (laughs) Did God create Primus or Primus create God? Godimus Prime. They literally have a God. That's nuts. It's, it's too much. It should have been penis. There's probably, there has to be that one kid out there who literally got saturated into the lore. Even though they were five or six, they fucking Scientology. Okay. There's still some 50 some year old out there oh, who yeah. will tell you if you were at a convention, a Transformers convention, will literally tell you he believes in Primus. There's no doubt. And like he has. That same fucking guy knows Klingon. Yeah, let's, probably. Yeah, let's be completely honest. Because all of the, this movie, you know, Transformers early 80s, early through mid 80s. These people were born in the 70s. Yeah. Like they're yeah. in their 40s and 50s now. Mm-hmm. So my next one, and it's from the movie, 
is Blaster, the Autobots guy who basically turns into a radio. Fucking love it because yeah. radio background. I can connect with the guy, except the fact that their stupidity of not being able to see these swarming yeah. Decepticons coming from three miles away to destroy the one satellite dish on a glass dome. Yeah. But still, I like Blaster. Number three, Optimus Prime. He's the face of the franchise. Fuck that guy. An Autobot that transforms into a semi-truck has been voiced by Peter Cullen in pretty much every iteration. So, Jim, there are 13 original Primes. They've been around for billions of years. They were like the originals in the lore. Okay. Can you name any other Prime other than Optimus? And Rodimus? Is Rodimus one of the 13? Not one of the original 13. I couldn't name one. So there was Prima. Prima Prime? I, I don't think they all have the uh, Pref- like the Prime suffix. Like okay. So you have Prima, Vector Prime, Alpha Prime, Trion slash Solomus. So that must be some sort of like. There are Transformer fans right now just fucking screaming. Oh, they're pissed at me. They're I'm not so pronouncing pissed. them right. Solus, Micronus, Alchemist, Nexus, Onyx. Amalgamus slash Adaptus, Quintus, Liege Maximo, which sounds like a soccer club. Or it sounds like a goddamn gladiator. Megatronus, Logos, Autonomous, Epistemus, and Mortillus. But they're all considered primes. They're all primes. They're the 13 original primes. So there was Megatronus. I wonder if he's related to Megatron. Maybe, and he broke off. Yeah. He's like the Judas. Yes. And then Primus was pissed. Very set and see, we're figuring out the religion. We're doing it ourselves. So my next one is Soundwave. Once again. Oh, yeah. My number one. Fucking awesome. He's He's like cassettes. He's a goddamn cassette tape that jettisons four or five mini Transformers out of its chest. Yeah, he's a fucking Walkman. He's awesome. Like a literal Walkman. My number two, Devastator. So Decepticon, Lime Green, huge robot, formed out of construction vehicles. So in total, there were six of them. There was a dump truck, a crane, a bulldozer, all together, the six of them that yeah. form Devastator. Hey, we see him kind of fuck up that moon base a little bit. Fucking awesome. Yeah. So then, uh, Jim, just go ahead and give us your number two and one because I had Soundwave. Okay. So I have a tie at number two, Ultra Magnus. Okay. And you're going to hate it. Rodimus Prime. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that he got vindication in the end. And I think Molly Ringwald put her earring on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't want the Matrix of Leadership. I want Molly Ringwald's. Claire sounds like a fat girl's name in a weird way. I love Rodimus prime, even though his klutziness got fucking ultra Magnus almost killed and definitely killed Optimus prime. All right, let's get back in. The oh, I didn't do my, oh, no- I'm sorry. Oh, number one devastator. Oh, oh okay. Devastator is your yeah. number one. Perfect. Any, uh, honorable mentions? No, no, me either. <laughs> there's like hundreds of thousands of these guys. Yeah, there's too so. many. Sorry, didn't mean to piss off anybody out there. We can get back in the robot shark pool. It's time to get... Who am I, fucking Bane? This is probably logic too early. How do they drive underwater? That's one of my logic okay. points. They, I mean, I guess they're alien robots. That's they're my number one logic point. <laughs> uh, critical question. What do you think would make a cool transformer? Obviously, as we discussed when we covered big, it's nothing to do with changing into a building. That was going to be my pick. Or from a building. If you want modern, I think we've seen this sort of thing in other properties, but what if it was like a million little nanobots and they could all individually operate, but then also come together to form a 
big robot. So the Transformers version of like Power Rangers or Megazord or Voltron, yeah. they're called combiners. All right. So there was like a number of combiners. There were Autobot and Decepticon versions of combiners all made from individual. But I don't think any of them are as cool to me as Power Rangers, Megazord, fucking awesome, Here's or Voltron. Thing. Here's the thing about Power Rangers, and this is kind of where my expertise comes in, and I didn't know this until later on down the road. The only reason it's called Megazord is because Zord is the prefix of Zordon's name. Zordon created it. They just kept it throughout the entire lineage that Zordon had nothing to do with. Oh. So it was just Megazords. Hmm. They were never supposed to be. Weird. Yeah, they just named it here uh, Zords. Was there a Valentine that said, I have a Zordon for you? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Bluetooth.com. I can't think of anything better, but I can think of something worse. Oh, Lord. What if there was a Transformer that turned into a hot air balloon? That fucking sucks. Yeah, exactly. That'd be the worst. Because <laughs> where would the material be like when he was Great. Yeah, I love it. Blimp. Or what if there was a cruise ship Transformer? I was thinking about that, like Titanic. He just has like humans living on him, like parasites, like lice until he's needed. And then he just stands up and sheds them all into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> or since this took place in 2005, they could have done a Guitar Hero Transformer. Yeah, why not? So, pool sceners, tell us your idea for Transformers. What do you want to see something transform into? Oh, you guys probably have a ton of Well, there. at some point, so something that always frustrated me was like uh, Green Lantern or even like Spawn's Cape, where it's kind of just like, I have this one thing and I can do anything I want. I can generate any weapon. I can be any vehicle. It's like when you play with a kid when you're five years old and you're in the backyard and he's like, I'm a fucking this and I'm a this and I'm a this. You just make up the rules as you go. Yeah. I'm a milk carton. Yeah. All right. Have fun I, with that you're kid. You're going to be on a milk carton. Yeah. <laughs> with Transformers, I could see where they were just kind of like, he can change into like the one dude. I can change into a jet. I can change into a tank. I can change into a Domino's pizza. I can change. It's like. I can eat my own self. Yeah. <laughs> It's like <laughs> Pizza the Hut. Yeah. So at some point, it's just very dumb. Oh, yeah. it, to me, they should have kept it l a little bit more simple. I would agree. All right. Let's uh, move on to logic. So uh, first question, I didn't have this written down, but I've been thinking about it throughout this episode. It all could have been different, Mr. Oh. Walker. You should have allowed nature to take its course. We got so distracted by the, the Transformers lore, we forgot to get David McCall's voice. Don't, don't want him to be. Oh, he was in Transformers. <laughs> oh, shit. He's in the later one. Hey, it? Optimus, how's it going? <laughs> Can I have some of that AllSpark too? Yeah, so something I've been thinking about throughout the episode. Okay, Optimus Prime drops the leadership matrix. Yeah. And it's going to like fall on the floor and break. And then what do they do? Sweep it up? Oh, shit. Where's the transformer that turns into a fucking broom? <laughs> so they, uh, Hot Rod catches it. Yep. At that point, Got is, reflexes. is that when he becomes the leader? Because he touched it before Ultra Magnus? They kind of make it seem that because it's such a long, drawn-out process. Before it gets the floor, he grabs it. And then you just follow it to him giving it to Ultra Magnus. So I think but maybe... Even if that's true, when Optimus and Hot Rod's the first to touch it, then Optimus gave his mojo to Hot Rod. But then when Hot Rod hands it to Ultra Magnus, then Ultra Magnus would have had it. You would think, but they but seem may, to have forgot but that. But maybe Hot Rod has to die before Ultra Magnus can have it. You know what I mean? Like, it's... You know what the funny thing is? All I hear right now is, you fucking idiot! Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> but it's like, or were they trying to do this? The Matrix of Leadership was inside of you all along. Wow. <laughs> Hot Rod, like I don't want you... You didn't even need the physical thing. It was just in your heart. Oh, for fuck's sake. That's probably what it was. It was the message. 
It's always within you. It's within you, Hot Rod. You will become the leader of the Autobots. So my first logic is, you brought it up a little bit earlier. How did anything work underwater how, with Hot how does Rod? It, nothing works in this. None of it He transforms sense. into a car, defies logic and speed. He's able to maintain the same speed through viscosity of water. Everything. Fucking rockets are firing off on water. How is this possible? Well, there's so many like logic things like that. So at the end of the movie, we're like, whoa, Hot Rod threw Galvatron into space. But couldn't Galvatron, like he can survive in he space. He doesn't need to breathe. So can't he just like... He's a goddamn robot. Can he just <laughs> air paddle to the next closest place? Like You're dead, Galvatron, as he's going away. I'm fine, you know. <laughs> Idiot. You dumbass. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> R. <laughs> I'm going to spoil a, what, a fourth movie at this God, point? you son of a bitch. Joining this movie in G.I. Joe, and what else did I spoil? I don't know. I spoiled something else. Citizen Kane. Weirdly, this movie has parallels to The Godfather. Oh, God. Optimus Prime is Vito Corleone. He dies early in the film. Yeah. Leadership is taken over by second command. Ultra Magnus being Sonny, but he can't handle it only to be gunned down for the youngest character, Hot Rod being Michael to return from exile as the leader. That's fucking deep. If you want to go down the wow. rabbit hole, there's also a ton of similarities to Star Wars. I think it would have been funnier if Ultra Magnus was in a toll booth and this all went down. <laughs> like they literally scripted I it mean, per it, scene. It's pretty close. It, yeah. Like when you just like, if they were like, all right, let's storyboard. What is the simple bullet point script? It's the Godfather. The funny thing about this at rewatching it, like I said, I totally forgot about this movie. And after watching it again, I know why i literally wrote in my notes ultra magnus dot 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 he is a fucking waste and i'm like oh he came back <laughs> delete <laughs> it's like it's a fucking waste of time so here's the next one how does galvatron formerly megatron leader of the decepticons not know that unicron can transform yeah he's a giant fucking planet with clear as day metal like spaces and panel gaps yeah. Not at one point do you think, oh, this guy is more than what he's alluding to be. Come on, dumbass. So here's two things to piggyback, or two of my logic points to piggyback on that. So this would probably need to be answered by a big Transformers fan. Yes. Do all Transformers, and maybe we have to go to Primus and open the good book. We do. Do all Transformers come from Cybertron? Because we know Cybertron as the Transformers home planet. planet. If so, where did Unicron come from? Because Unicron eats planets planets and wants to eat Cybertron. So is like Unicron uh, from another, like, is he from Cybertron or did he like, I think if I'm not mistaken, so I'd mentioned Primus, I think that Unicron might be like an inverse to Primus where he's like a, a benevolent or not a benevolent God, but like a, uh, I have it here. Okay. According to the Transformers lore. Oh, nice. Before the dawn of time, order and chaos exists within an extra dimensional entity known as the one, Ooh, not Matrix. Billy Gunn. To explore the fledgling universe, he creates the astral being known as Unicron and then subdivides him, creating his twin Primus. There you go. So it's Primus and Unicron. A Unicron toy was developed, but never released because it had flimsy arms. I could fucking see why. And a faulty voice chip. Because it probably said shit. <laughs> Uh, he's drunk. Shit. Why does Ironhide have a Texas accent? He's a robot from space and he sounds like Stan Hansen. <laughs> I wish it was Stan Hansen. He it had like a well fucking been. honk of chaw hanging out. Why did Optimus Prime turn black and gray when he died? I never understood that. Like, 
I get you're trying to symbolize that yeah. he's dead. I got the hint when his eyes went out. Yeah, right. It's like, is that robot alien science? Like, we don't understand. I think seeing Daniel cry was probably enough to tip us off. When his arm falls yeah. and the Matrix of Leadership falls and you see Daniel cry and his eyes close, I think we can assume Optimus Prime's dead, but at the very least, couldn't somebody have been like, he's dead. Here's the thing. Were you expecting when he turned gray to just turn into dust? It seemed like he was going to turn into dust. I was waiting for or it. it seemed like he was going to be reincarnated as like a different robot. Yeah, I didn't get that. So I have one and okay. it's my biggest one. How are they not bulletproof? Yeah. Seriously. Shouldn't they have some sort of like deflector, must a dish? You're telling me Optimus Prime doesn't have at least a hard sheen on his fucking <laughs> wax exterior that can deflect a laser? Come on, All pal. Right. Prime, you can't die. Well, here's another one. Astro Train complains that he's carrying too much weight. Yeah. But in space, all of his passengers would be weightless, so Astro Train is a bitch. <laughs> Fuck you, Astro Train. Uh, the, the band. The first time in history where Astro Train has been called a bitch. In the last part. Yeah. The band who sings Nothing's Gonna Stand in Our Way Tonight. And, and Hunger. is listed on the soundtrack as Spectre General, when in reality, the band was named Kick-Ax. Their name sounded too threatening for kids, so they changed it without even telling the band. Too threatening for kids, but they say shit. Yeah. Okay. There you go. What do Daniel and Spike eat in space? We talked last week about RoboCop shitting. This week, we're going to talk about Daniel and Spike. Where do they shit? The suit and ships <laughs> allow them to breathe. Where do they shit? But they're from Earth. So does Optimus just stand there where Daniel's like, oh, I got to shit. And <laughs> does he, he have just a vacuum? That's what I mean. Like, I mean, at least on a space shuttle in, in the International Space Station, they have a vacuum system. All the humans I know have to eat and shit. Yes. So these are humans who hang out with Transformers. Where do they eat and shit? But I will say. Is it disrespectful for like Daniel? Because they don't have plumbing on Astro Train. So if he takes a shit just on the floor of Astro Train. And here's the thing, too. Does Optimus Prime, does he spring leaks when he's a truck? Like, does he have like an oil leak? That's does a that good mean point. He does he need an oil change? Does that mean he has to piss? I don't know. Here's the thing, though. I will give credit where credit is due. They perfectly scale the humans to the Transformers in this movie. Yeah. They're perfect. It's not yeah. like they're the same fucking no, size. It's good. So I, I guess we've been talking religion. We've talked the good book and Primus and Unicron. What on his big brown beaver Les Claypool he was in this movie how do Transformers procreate where do more Transformers God. come from they gotta build them they just build them I would assume they're well how do they Dr. Frankenstein them and make them alive do they have to get shot with the Allspark I would Allspark has to do with something it has to be their life essence do all of them have the Allspark and well then if somebody something dies can't you just bring them back to life with the Allspark you would think I'm I, assuming is that their heart like they're basically it's uh, like a Tesseract I don't know. It's People are screaming at us right now. <laughs> I fucking feel it. How do they procreate? You uh, stupid fuck! It's, it's told in the legend of Cronicron, volume six. Why does everything gotta be sexual? They're the Transformers. They're beings brought down from the Lord Jesus. <laughs> 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 
What, what, is, what is the legacy of this movie? We just ruined it. We ruined this movie. Oh, God, what's the legacy? There's we a ton shit of shit. on everyone's childhood. It came um, out with the toys again. Well, isolated the legacy of only this movie. It will forever be known as a marketing ploy to sell a bunch of new toys. Yeah. But Transformers not isolated this movie. I mean, God, there's, I think they're still making Transformers movies Unfortunately. and shows and live CG animation and all this other crazy stuff. It's still going. Here's the thing about the Transformers, the Mark Wahlberg and um, I almost said Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. <laughs> what's his name? Jo- what's fuck the, the kid. No, the kid who starred in the movie. Shia LaBeouf. Thank you. I almost said Joe Witwicky. <laughs> Whatever, because Sam Witwicky. Yeah. In my personal opinion, they only needed to ever do one of those movies. There's yeah. like seven of them. I kind of don't mind the first one. The second one and the third one, I, I sat through them. I'm like, this is fucking horrible. Yeah, I kind of don't mind the first one. I kind of don't mind Bumblebee. I with John never saw Cena. It. It's not bad. And then then they started doing the Dinobots, which we didn't talk about. Grimlock's voice, which yeah. is almost offensive. It's very offensive because it's like very like you know cartoon. Ooh, I'm Grim. Look, I'm fucking dumb. That whole thing. But he's super powerful. He's awesome. He like kills everything. Yeah, legacy of this movie is that it fucking sucks. It I'm is. sorry. I'm sorry, guys. We wanted to do bangers. Ugh. It is a banger because it's return to childhood. Yeah. It's a banger of an episode, I feel, but God, it is not great. We're definitely gonna make up for it when we do like the Mighty Ducks, but this is oh yeah. It's brutal when you literally have to watch the counter of the movie and you go, fuck, I'm only 15 minutes into this. Yeah. Why is this movie an hour and 24 minutes? We didn't talk about it. There is a whole subplot in this movie where they get separated and some of the the remaining Autobots that are still alive because the back half of their ship gets blown off. The remaining Autobots get separated on these different planets. That's when I got pissed. Yeah, I'm like, why are we Because I'm like, okay, the first 20... 20 minutes you're like fuck this 20 minutes of fighting this is kind of rock and roll it's kind of fun and then optimus dies and then you're like why are we doing this let's go to a junk planet Come or those on. constructicons or something yeah, like that Constructicons, okay. yeah, yeah but it's like why are we doing this it just takes Ugh. entirely too long before they finally renew it. if they cut out that portion of the movie and it was like a 45 minute movie okay maybe here's the also the jarring thing and i brought it up and i can't belay the point enough the Hard out act cuts to black yeah. as if I'm watching an episode of it's like a middle finger to that the, took me out of the whole it's thing like a middle finger to the theatrical audience because oh yeah. it's like hey assholes we're making this movie so that it can be shown on television Ugh. and we're just like which lends its way to I mean for those of you who know like cigarette burns yeah they put the cigarette burn in the movie to, to indicate where it goes to commercial that's fine but this movie's like no we're gonna fade to black I would have preferred them to do the reading rainbow thing where it went something not yeah. the fade the black like a wipe or anything God. but no they just straight up are like disrespectful to the audience yeah they but they were yeah they didn't care they were like we're making a movie about killing like we literally are releasing a movie about killing all your favorite characters how many kids did you bring parents you're fucked yeah somebody's straight up evil it has oh us, big so. time all right stick around for some plugs the transformers more than meets the eye Robots wage their battle to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticons. Transformers, more than meets the eye. The Transformers, robots in disguise. Attack beyond a black commander. Call in a Decepticon leader. Transformers, 
meets the eye. Transformers from Hasbro. Hello, Pulsiners. This is one of your lifeguards, the American Zennial, Mike Kalenich. You are listening to the greatest podcast in town, the Pool Scene Podcast, with my boys, Jim and Kevin. Pool Sceners, thank you once again for checking out this week's episode. And don't forget, like, comment, subscribe, rate and follow Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Pool Scene Podcast. Make sure you join the Pool Sceners group on Facebook for exclusive content and we are starting a Twitch channel. We cool twitch.tv slash pool scene podcast. Once again, thank you, everybody. And now back to Kevin. Final lap guy. Yeah! The final lap! Thank you, final lap guy. This is the Optimus Prime helmet. I am Optimus Prime. The Decepticons must be stopped. Megatron is in my sights. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. Still uh, a cool ass toy. It's a very cool toy. Yeah. I like these voice changing robot guy. Too bad they didn't have GoBots helmets. Oh, I would love Choptimus to have been leader helmet. one. I don't know what Choptimus Dave's voice sounds like. So. I don't I don't even remember. Scooter! Help me with turbo. Probably. It was probably Peter Cullen. He was probably double dipping. I mean, it would make perfect sense if it was. Uh, so it's final lap time where we kind of just uh, air our grievances, talk about what's going on. Anything new, Jim? What do you got going on? Well, I checked out the pilot episode of Quantum Leap, the new reboot of Quantum Leap. I will say, you know, you can only do so much in a pilot. A lot of companies realize, hey, we got to get a lot of first time viewers on. It's been 30 years since the show's been on the air. So problem is you try to compact a lot of like, what's it on. It's on NBC, NBC and Peacock. Thing is, though, Monday night at 10 o'clock, which is like, ooh, that's a bad time slot. But I watched it the next day on Peacock. Pretty solid. Seven out of 10. I do appreciate the fact that they made reference several times to, you know, Dr. Sam Beckett and Al. When they started off the show, it was the original woman who used to do the cold opens on Quantum Leap, the voice. Uh-huh. Awesome. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You're about to get a We've spoiler. We've everything in this episode. So what I do appreciate in the end is at the very end of the episode they show a picture of Al Calavici who was Sam Beckett's hologram his his partner and you find out that his daughter was trying to get on the new quantum leap program but they thought she was a little too out there which fucking you're jumping into people yeah. you think that's out there the problem I have is that Scott Bakula did release a statement saying yeah, yeah I sent you that it's like a five part thing I'm not going to be a part of this I hope in hopes of hopes that that's kind of a curveball, so you can kind of get people to go. Oh. Gets, well, that's what I said. Maybe, maybe if it gets picked up, maybe he shows up later. He didn't really clarify whether he wasn't asked or yeah. whether he just passed. The whole premise of this new quantum leap should be Sam Beckett never came home. Yeah, we need to go find Sam because Al is dead. Well, He's that's always lost. that's like they've been trying to get this off the ground for twenty years, and yeah. that's always been the idea is yeah. that they would go and and find Sam. And but now this. This new guy is lost. Who's the new guy? His What's name it? is Dr. Ben Song. Ben Song. Ben Song, which here's the thing. He's Korean. Okay. It was supposed to be Ben S-E-O-N-G, but they thought people would not be able to pronounce that as song. So they literally phonetically wrote it S-O-N-G, which I'm like, come on. What fucking world do we live yeah. in? People will get it. And then his partner is his, well, was going to be his fiance. But when you leave the first time, you have amnesia. So that's his Al is his partner in crime. Okay. But yeah, it's pretty What's decent. What's he leap into? in the first one. 
The first one, he leaps into a bank robber the week before Live Aid, Whoa. July 13th, 1985. That's sweet. Pretty sweet. A lot of good 80s soundtrack. Nice. The thing is, though, it's so disjointed, you didn't really need to have all of it, but yeah. it's a pilot. I get it. I'll check it out. Gladly. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, big news uh, in the last couple of days. Um, probably the biggest true crime story in the podcast oh, yeah. era. Adnan Saeed released from prison. Serial started podcasting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Basically, there were documents withheld by police or a prosecution, not by police necessarily, by prosecution that indicated there were other credible suspects. They made shit up on this guy who weren't followed up. Yeah. They basically had tunnel vision for Adnan. They were just like, this is the guy. We're not going to follow up on. These they other said leads. they said they did triangulation of the cell phone signals. No, they didn't. They never they well, weren't able to do that. Right. I mean, they like did, but it was it was no. faulty technology yeah. because it's like you're it's not admissible in court. No, it's exactly right. It wasn't admissible in court. So he's been released. They have 30 days to retry to announce a retrial. And I, I hope like the guy, what, what are your thoughts? Have you listened to serial long or time ago, undisclosed long or time watching ago. the HBO documentary and the case against Adnan? I'm 75 to 80% that he did it. Okay. But a hundred percent that he should have not been convicted. Okay. Because he did not get a fair trial. No. So he should not have been convicted based on the trial and the information, but Occam's razor, yeah. you know, the easiest explanation is tends to be the right one. And I think it, it's, he probably did it. Now I think Jay, his friend could have done it very likely that Jay had done it. Could have been like a cheating scenario. The guy who found the body way out in the woods. Well, do you ever look into how crazy all the bodies they found in Leakin Park? Yeah. It's they found like fucking- 20 bodies and like fucking nuts yeah the guy was like oh i just went in the woods to take a piss and it's like and you happen to walk way out there they basically all the evidence was like there is no fucking chance yeah you would have found this by accident a body that was like more than halfway buried and this guy's walks out take a piss and he had charges and they did not investigate him so they wanted their guy they got their guy i if it's not yeah if it's not adding on i hope that for you know the family of Heyman lee that they can you know do dna after the fact or in some way bring justice for her death and find the right person but it is a big story that after 23 years and that's why again they changed the law in that state to where if you're convicted of any crime as a minor the max sentence you get is 25 years so he served 23 Three. years yeah at this point just don't retry him because yeah. the other thing too is all these lies that have been proven against the police and the prosecution you're just going to make yourself look bad yeah at this point i don't just think leave it alone shit. yeah let it be it's surprising though that they didn't do an alford plea which is what they did with west memphis three because the alford plea is like we'll release you but you have to sign this affidavit saying that we feel there is sufficient evidence that you are guilty of this crime so you almost have to admit guilt in order in exchange for being released because then you can't sue oh that's why and that's probably the big part of it so i'm surprised they didn't give adnan the alfred plea where they were like okay we'll let you go but you got to sign this affidavit six years ago in 2016 they offered him release if he would admit guilt so probably something similar to alfred plea and he said no he said i'm innocent so i'll spend the rest of my life in prison trying to prove my innocence rather than admitting i'm guilty so that says something that though. does that does say something yeah so so that's a big news story you get the brett Favre stuff 
stuff, Ugh. which what a mess that is. It's beyond a mess. So. But you know what's amazing? And I read it real quickly. The amount of Michael Vick dogfighting oh, coverage, yeah. you don't hear anything about no. Brett Favre. No. And it's fucked up because what he's done, way beyond there's, Michael I Vick. Mean, there's there's a number, a humongous number of, of stories that paled in comparison to this that ESPN was like, even Miles Garrett hitting somebody with the helmet. Adam Schefter saying like he deserves jail time and stuff. And it's like, I had not the right thing to do, but hitting somebody with a helmet. Yeah. Shit like that happens every day. Yeah. Brett Favre stole money from like welfare programs to build a volleyball gym. Yeah. For where his daughter would play. A fucking volleyball gym. And not a story. No. Fucked up. Crazy. So yeah, a lot of bad stuff always going on in the world. Yeah. And it looks like the, the, uh, Russians are escalating even more now. So threatening some nuclear war. Yeah. Great. I think it's it's just threats. I hope for the people of Ukraine and the people of the United States, because they'll probably have to, uh, interfere. Uh, well, they set one off. We're in. <laughs> yeah. They set one. I mean, God. Yeah. They set one off. You got a crazy man on the button, my friend. I don't know what we're doing next week. Maybe we'll think of something like three movies. Maybe we'll put up another poll. Three movies and a baby. Yes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, don't get me excited. Yeah. We got a couple. We got more bangers. I mean, so for those of you who have stuck with us through thick and thin, the uh, the pool sceners that we love, we love all of you. But yeah. you know that most seasons we do 10 episodes and maybe like two swim meet series. So this is episode 10. If you haven't noticed, we're going for it's going, man. Bang, yeah. Banger season's going to go until we damn well feel like stopping. And then we'll go to season 11. And then wait, just wait for season 11. Oh, basically, when we've reached Forrest Gump, you will know that we have concluded banger season. Then you're in store for that 1994 awards reimagining Yo, episode. I can't wait for that. So, all right. Well, and then in a couple weeks, part of banger season, we will have another Halloween special. We, uh, we did Hubie Halloween last year. Yeah. <laughs> no, I fuck. like it. I fucking hated it. I like it. So <laughs> better than Transformer. I'm yeah. sorry. The Transformers, the movie. Yeah. There may be some Transformers of sorts in our Halloween special this year. So you All will right. be scared. There you go. Okay. Until next week. Silencia. come up with the original voice for Optimus Prime? It's a story that I've told many times, and maybe some of you have heard it, but it's a story very dear to me, and it's the truth. It happened. My brother Larry, a captain in the Marine Corps, had returned from Vietnam. He was a decorated uh, Marine, and uh, the uh, Bronze Star with V and a couple of Purple Hearts. And we were sharing an apartment going through a difficult time in my life. 
when Larry came down, and it was about 1984, and we were, as I said, living in an apartment together. And he would always uh, take a little interest in where I was going every day, because I was a, I was a, well, a grunt, as the Marines would say. You know, if you're a ground trooper, you're a grunt. Anyway, Larry's uh, 13 months older, five inches taller. And, uh, but we're 13 months apart. We were very, very close. So he said, Peter, where are you going today? He said, well, Larry, uh, why, you need the car? He said, no, no, I just uh, want to know where you're going. I said, I'm going to audition. I'm going to be, um, I'm auditioning uh, as a truck. <laughs> he did the same thing. And so I, I said, but Larry, he's a, uh, Evidently, he's a hero truck. He's a real, I mean, he's a hero. And his face got somber, and he said, Peter, if you're going to be a hero, be a real hero. Don't be a Hollywood hero type with all the BS and all the yelling and screaming and trying to be tough. Be strong enough to be gentle. Well, Kalar, yeah. So as his voice is ringing in my ears as I'm driving to the audition, and I read the copy, and Larry is just coming out, his voice, the way he talked to me. And it said, you know, I'm Optimus Prime. <laughs> no, it was, my name is Optimus Prime. And the softness in his advisory tone was was significant, and so I, uh, the words just rolled off my tongue. I'm from the planet Cybertron, and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I, I kind of finished it and said, and said okay, thank you very much, uh, Peter. Okay, so, oh, okay. <laughs> so, well, I, I walked out and I, uh, getting into the car, and I said, I wish Larry had been here. I think he would have been proud of me, because I think I nailed it. I really think I've nailed the character, because it was just Larry. And two weeks later, my agent called me up and said, oh, Peter, remember that Transformers thing in the truck? And he said, yeah. He said, you got the part of Optimus Prime. I said, I do? He says, ah, yeah, and you also have another part called Ironhide? What, 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 what's this Ironhide? <laughs> so, so that was the beginning. That was the launch. Did that answer the question, do you think? I, I think it answered the question. <laughs> Can you do a little Ironhide? Ah, oh, gee whiz, Prime. Calm down, Ironhide. I just want to kick some butt, Prime. <laughs> Not now. Not now, Ironhide. Later. Much later. <laughs>